Hello to all our friends in the United States, the UK and around the world. You're listening to Schalke... Schalke America? Schalke America. Ach, Schalke America. Glück auf, okay. Welcome back to episode 163, season six of Shock America. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Joining me as always, co-host Jack Mangan. Is it really season six? Yeah. It's just crazy when you say it like that. It, time flies when you're having fun. Not you know how, having fun, but you know. You know how I know it's season six? Because when we first started, you're 24. And then this year you hit a landmark, right? A milestone. I did. Uh, a, a week ago, I turned uh, the the big three zero. So yes. officially on the uh, officially on the back stretch now. We've been together more than some couples. Just saying. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. Well, at least celebrity so couple. At least celebrity yeah. couple. And and min and minimal counseling so far. You know, minimal. minimal relationship counseling. So we've been doing a pretty good job. Shaka's been our counselor. We've been grieving over that <laughs> over the last several years. God, it's been a long. Okay, our gripes um... have been directed elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, but yeah, Schalke, what a interesting weekend. Um, Wolfsburg, 0-0. You could take this two ways, I think, Jack. Um, there's some good and some bad out of this game. I mean, crazy game. I mean, it's, I don't know. Where, where do you want to get with this game? It's... Well, yeah, I, I think we should just start. I, I would be interested to hear just kind of your thoughts on um, how you feel we, we look in general, because I would say, uh, you know, week one against against Cologne. Um, you could argue, obviously, some decisions didn't go our way that could have changed the results of that match. But I don't think we looked great overall in that game. Agreed. I thought we looked much better against Gladbach and um, looked very competent, looked like we belonged. I think there were stretches of this game, particularly more in the first half in, against Wolfsburg, where we looked decent. Um, and I would say that we looked relatively well organized overall, um, and like decently drilled, but second half against Wolfsburg, we, we got outplayed pretty badly. The possession in, in all the games so far is pretty poor. So I, I guess what I would say is this is like, I guess on one hand, um, I, I don't feel like we've necessarily gotten like played off the pitch by anyone. So I feel like from a competitive level, we kind of seem like we, could be okay and like you know could fight and could belong in the league at the moment um but when you look at some of the underlying statistics um like our xg difference things like that um Passing accuracy. all kinds of stuff. i mean the number of shots that we've conceded i think we've conceded the most crosses um i mean there's a lot of underlying numbers that don't look good and don't project well um obviously only three games in here but so there's kind of a disconnect i think between maybe some of the results that we've gotten is like, hey, you know, draw against Wolfsburg, despite their, their, you know, last season, you know, draw against Cloudbach. These are, you know, these are decent results. Yeah. Um, how do you feel? Because I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of in this weird middle ground of not being entirely sure what direction I feel like this season is going to go in for us. Yeah, I, I, I also don't know where this season is going to go. I think against Cologne, we started out well very early in that match and it got quickly lopsided in terms of possession and favored Cologne. And obviously the red card didn't help. And, you know, then one thing after another, all these disallowed goals, VAR against us. That game aside, the Gladbach game was much better. For sure, much better. We look like we belong. 
Daniel uh, Daniel Farka said we look like we belong. We we made some good attempts in the game. There was like a 30 minute stretch. Maybe you can narrow it down a 10 minute stretch where Gladbach really dominated that game, and then for the most part we looked pretty good. Uh, and then this last game looked okay. I think the the two things I take away from this is that defensively this it's it's mirrors very much how we started last season in Fight the Liga, where defensively we looked decent, offensively we looked. Not inept, but struggle at times. Most of the time, there's some some instances where we look good, but for the most part, it's not that great. Uh, I love what I'm seeing defensively. We are looking solid. Looks like Yoshida and Tiao, or or Kaminsky for that fact, but especially Tiao, uh, Chow, excuse me. Um, they look good back there. Bruner, I like Bruner back there. Oyan's been decent defensively. Crawl, Kraus, and whoever else is playing with them look decent as a defensive unit. Very compact and organized defensively, but then again, offensively, not so great. And it's a stark contrast between us, newly promoted, how we looked, and then our friends at Werder Bremen, how they looked against Dortmund this weekend, where they attacked them and got three goals and won the game. I mean, yeah, when you have 29% possession in a, in a match, you need to be effective on the counter. You just kind of have to be. Um, and I think, honestly, Wolfsburg limited the effectiveness of those transition moments for us a lot in this game as compared to the Gladbach match. Um, I don't think I think we looked pretty toothless for the entire thing. So, yeah, we I mean, we defended decently well in this game. They had you know a lot more shots than we did, but a lot of those weren't on target and weren't particularly dangerous. Um, that being said, Shvalov did have to make a couple of big saves. So there were some chances there. Um, and, uh, yeah, just offensively, you wonder, I mean, yeah, we had the, the penalty situation, which, you know, we could have had a goal on for, for that, obviously, but, um, overall, I, I don't think we created a whole lot. And, um, if we're going to be living and dying by transition, transition football, um, you know, we're going to have to be effective at it at a much higher rate, I think, than we are at the moment. You know, who's good on the transition union Berlin, but we'll get to them. Um, Jacob says, uh, Yoshida has been a rock. I agree. I think defensive performances so far have may be representative of the quality. That's true. Um, and also, I think, you know, it's two different mindsets of how you want to approach being a newly promoted team. A, you'd be very defensive. Don't give it many, don't give much, which is a good good transition from how we've been in, in, in the last several years. Or B, you just play your style and hope it works, right? And so... Some sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Both styles, really. Um, if you look at the statistics, I mean, obviously, you mentioned you know, possessions, you know, lopsided big time, corners lopsided, passing accuracy that's always telling to me how you're looking, all right. I thought against Cologne, wasn't that's, that's a good shout, point. yeah. The, you know, the passing accuracy problem, Gladbach, we were a little bit better, and we had we just played well. The counterattack was working for us. This game, 63% passing accuracy. That's terrible. If you're going to play the counterattack and it will have limited opportunities, you need to be very good in the passing. And Schalke has not been careless turnovers all the way, all day, left and right, whether it's Crawl, whether it's anybody. Anybody you look on the team, the passing has not been good. We can't string three, four passes together. Yeah. Um, and you saw that it, uh, particularly, I think, kind of in the middle of the second half, there was a period of five to 10 minutes where we almost couldn't get out of our own half at any point. Um, we were struggling yeah. to string those two, three passes together. Yeah. And, and Wolfsburg had a lot of possession in our final third um, that we just couldn't um, really push them off of. Um, had a number of also just like really, this is just a random aside, but a number of like really poor attempt at clearances in this game, which was just strange. Like the fact that we couldn't clear balls convincingly. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's yeah. It was a twenty-nine percent possession, sixty percent passing accuracy, thirteen percent of shots on target, only eight shots taken. I mean, like, yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna win football matches um, with that kind of an offensive performance. Um, 
like I said, I mean, I think I think we looked decent at times last week. I think um, a lot of those opportunities, like I said, came in transition um, at times, and we didn't have a lot of success in that regard here, and didn't weren't able to make up for it in a lot of other ways. Um, yeah, and then you know, like I said, frustrating to see uh, you know Toronto kind of struggle early in the season because we all want that success to translate to the top division for him. I think we're all rooting for him, um, and yeah, unfortunate moment for him in the match day, which we'll get to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, starting lineup was pretty similar to what we saw in the last game against Gladbach, except with the exception that Latza was in there uh, in the midfield, midfield five or whatever you want to call it. Or it was actually a four-four-two. I guess they were looking at it. Um, overall, I thought the crawl played a lot better in this game than he did against Gladbach because he had some very shaky moments, costly mistakes in that game. True. And Schwolov had a big bounce back. I think he looked excellent. Had probably four big saves in the game at least. A lot of them from point blank as well. I thought you know Bruner, Yoshida, Chow, and Oyan were decent. Kraus always doing his thing. Lots of okay for me. Um, and then the front three, or you know, the, the top three guys, the Salads are Bolter and Toroda. I think we looked okay in that first half. Um, but I think the killer was it ended up being an even game because Toroda misses two penalties basically. And they get a goal that's allowed, rightly so. So, you know, it ended up being an even game for the most part. Um, but, yeah, man, the early season struggles for Toronto, not what you want to see. So it, it's got to be a mental thing. It has to be a mental thing. And I was hoping he would get that goal and the penalty to kind of wake him up in a little bit. And missing that first one, I'm like, poorly placed, by the way. Takes a second shot, exact same place, exact same poorly placed. Castiles is one of the best goalkeepers in terms of penalty stops in the league. Ruined his confidence. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to talk about the penalty down, we'll talk about the penalty down. I mean, uh, you and I have said this, I think, so many times on um, this podcast, and this this may have no bearing in terms of the actual science of penalties or what the data says at all. So I could just I could be talking out of my ass, which I do quite frequently. <laughs> but you know, I, when I when I kind of view like the face of a goal, I kind of divide it up into five zones, kind of vertically, in the same way that you could divide up you know the field into kind of five you know, bars or whatever. And um, to me, like those second and fourth zones are like the no man's land where you do not want to hit a penalty. You want to find one of the corners or you just want to hit it like hard down the middle. Um, and particularly, you know, on some of these tamer, you know, less powerful efforts where they're trying to curl it. And then it only gets in that sort of like no man's zone. If I mean, if the goalkeeper goes the right way, they're always going to save that. Yeah. It's very rare that that sneaks under, you know, one of them in that kind of a situation. You're much better off just like hitting it hard and hitting it straight because they're probably going to dive, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, so his first penalty was, yeah, it was pretty atrocious. Like, I, I don't think that was a good penalty take at all. Um, and just, I think it's also just because we, we know like the kind of authority that Tarada can hit some of these balls with. So it's disappointing to see him take a penalty in, in a way that is different to how we, you know, think that that would maybe play to his strengths a little bit. Um, and then for him to go and do the exact same thing, like maybe not exactly the same approach or like curl on the second shot, but basically hits it to the same spot on the ground week again. Both of these didn't have much purchase on them. Um, kind of shocking, uh, particularly the second attempt. Um, I didn't necessarily have an issue with them uh, trying to give the second attempt to somebody else or Tarada kind of taking it again. I don't have a problem with that. No. And I, I like the confidence, honestly. Um, but yeah, kind of poor. Maybe you let Marius Bolter take penalties kind of here on out for the most part. He's yeah. been decent at him. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think I even said in the, during the live stream is like, yeah, I love Simo Toroto, but I think he needs to give up those penalties from now on and let Bolter maybe in Salazar or Ovion uh, take the kicks going forward just because they, they're they're a lot better, it seems like. Um, 
Yeah, and you hate to see that. You hope he gets a goal here soon to kind of wake himself up because uh, if, if he goes five, six games without a goal, you might be looking at, okay, we'll have to bring a Poulter just kind of wake him up or something. I don't know because it's going to be the same thing we hear all the time. Oh, in, the, in, the, in the top league, he can't score. You know, we don't want to hear that. We want him to break that duck and break it with us, you know, but uh, I don't know. Um, the lineup real quick, um, back to that for a second. Um, so I, I kind of saw this, at least against the ball in particular, as more of like a 4-2-3-1 this week. So last week I saw it kind of as like a 4-4-2 largely. Um, this time around, I saw it actually it was kind of Lotsa and, and Crawl as a, as almost like a double pivot. Right. Um, and then Kraus playing in sort of that central attacking yeah. kind of role, which I thought was very interesting. So maybe this could be me being ignorant of, you know, where he's typically played historically, you know, in his time at, at Leipzig, but I didn't anticipate him necessarily playing in that kind of advanced of a role. Um, and even later in the game, when we kind of changed shape a couple of times, there were times where it almost looked like we were on a 4-4-2 defensively okay. and Kraus was up alongside like Tarada. Um, with Bolter playing like wide left. So like Kraus was yeah. playing in some advanced positions and I thought it was interesting, particularly like, I, I know Danny Lotze is more of like a holding midfielder, but you know, given that he's, you know, smaller, a little bit shiftier and Kraus is more of a physical presence. I was surprised that he was the one that was deeper and that Kraus was the one that was pushed forward. I just thought that was an interesting wrinkle. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, pretty much what we'd expected. Um, and I would say right off the bat, uh, Malik Chow, for example, who I think was, I was a little bit critical of last week um, with Marcus Trump kind of little brothering him a couple of times. I thought Tiao looked much more convincing you know, um, and much more present in this game, which was which was nice to see, especially because Namicha, who who is a striker for Wolfsburg, was was active in the game. He did a pretty good job on him. I think the lineup is pretty a pretty strong one, honestly. Castiles, he's is a very good goalkeeper, very underrated. Um, Van de Ven had a very good game, the defender for um, Wolfsburg, as did uh, Otavio. You know that left hand side they kind of they kind of focused on. Maximilian Arnold's going to do his thing, right? And Gila Vogi, I think, was involved a lot. And um, and then coming off the bench, Baku was very impressive, as is Maximilian Philip. Obviously, Cruza is somebody we always have to be wary of. And so, um, yeah, I didn't even realize Namich's brother, I guess, was on the team. But uh, <laughs> when, when they showed Cruza early in the match sitting on the bench, and I'm like, he's going to be subbed in and he's going to score because yep. Max Cruz is just one of those guys for us. And uh, fortunately, he didn't, although he, you know, he had an opportunity at one point that he kind of scuffed that maybe could have been yeah. more dangerous. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, but I think overall the team did very well defensively. Um, the goal that they did have, uh, Gila Vogi ended up scoring, or Maximilian Arnold had the free kick. They said he touched it or not, ended up being offside, so it didn't matter. It was, good, it was the right call. I thought maybe it was goal interference in first, like we saw that a couple games ago. But uh, no, it was um, offside, a good call and correct call. And yeah, it's, it's the balance of the game overall in terms of the – Best chances, I mean, I guess it's slightly in favor of Wolfsburg, but we've played so well defensively, I think we deserved a point in that game, I think, despite being so dominated possession-wise. I don't know. Did you think we deserved a draw? I mean, I think I think on the balance of the first half, yeah, probably. On the second half, less so. Um, I don't think we looked very good in the second half. I think Wolfsburg had the lion's share of, of you know, the, the better chances in that half. Um, and even though, like, our XG on the day was kind of equal, you know, what 0.75 of that is going to be attributed to the penalty alone. So we didn't, you know, we didn't create a whole lot outside of um, that chance, which I, which I actually think was kind of a soft penalty to begin with as far as, as far as penalties go on the spectrum. Um, You know, one of the ones that we probably would have been kind of annoyed by um, if it happened against us, you know, even if it, you know, not to say it wasn't a penalty, but just kind of one of those ones where it's like, he goes down kind of easily. It's not like he was dribbling and gets tripped up. Like it's a 50, 50 ball in the air kind of a thing. So, um yeah i I, I don't know today that we saw in um in the man city friendly against barca i don't know if you saw that but (laughs) i didn't i didn't see that yet but i did see they were playing a friendly which was funny yeah yeah. um but yeah i mean i would say like 
the point I was trying to make earlier is like I I do feel like we've mostly looked like we've belonged and, and the organization was was good. Like we were mostly difficult to kind of play through again as we were against Gladbach. Um they did have some opportunities and Trollov did have to make a couple of big saves and credit to him for doing that this week. Um so I, I don't know. I, I think probably Wolfsburg looked a little bit better on the day than we did, for yeah. sure. Um, but I, I, a draw isn't like massively unfair to them. And we didn't lose a place to them in the table. We n- neither team re- um, changed in the table. We were both on two points, and they're still behind us. Um, so I mean, it ended up being a good weekend. Obviously, with Dortmund losing, it's always a good weekend, especially the manner that they lost, right? Uh, but uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I take a point better than no points for sure. So you know, two draws and a loss is not the greatest result, but at least we don't have three losses, right? <laughs> we, uh, we we started a couple seasons ago. So yeah, I mean, the next several games are winnable. Right, we got Union next at home. Luckily, I think they're they're a monster at their home in, in Berlin, but on the road they they can be had. Uh, we got Stuttgart on the horizon as well as Bochum. Obviously, the big derby, Riviera derby coming up after that, and then Augsburg. So um, many of those games are winnable. Uh, we'll see what we do in those games. That'll be a real tell of how we, the season's going to look. I think after like ten games or so, you'll you'll have a good idea. I think, but um, yeah, still still early to tell. Some wrinkles offensively that we need to figure out. I think defensively, I like what I've seen. Um, I've been majorly impressed with Yoshida. Again, I gave him a lot of crap uh, when he came over, but I think he is doing the part. He's been a teacher for uh, Chow, assuming we keep him to the end of the window, right? It's possibility still with 10 days ago or less than 10 days ago. So we'll see. But I think uh, Yoshida back there, Bruner has been, uh, I think, nice to have consistency on the right-hand side. I then we get to see him now. He's back. Um CD Sane is supposed to be in the lineup also or in the on the bench to start the game. Is he really? Yeah, that's what I heard. I don't know if it's official, mm. but that's what I, the rumors that I heard today and yesterday. So, uh, which would be good because we need some offensive a flair or somewhere to show up, right? Not like we have an Amin Harit to use at the moment. Um, oh, that we will use, I should say. So we'll see. Yeah, um, we need another youngster to get excited about now that they got rid of all of ours. <laughs> <laughs> maybe got to maybe got to go on a, a veteran here, like you know. Um, oh, I can't say Loda; he's gone already. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, too soon. Too soon. Uh, speaking of veterans, um, Martin Frazel, he uh, he picked out a team. It's um, Kramer's old team. It's, I mean, a Billfield. Interesting there. Signed on a free. Um, good to see Tobias Moore and Ibrahim uh, Ibrahima Sise back in training. Picked up a little Knox. Bolter, Poulter, too, right? He he picked up a little injury in training. He did play the game out. So, I mean, I don't think it's anything major, but um, you don't want to have him injured and, you know, Toroda not firing on cylinders you know it's not yeah. a good, good look. we need jordan larson to kind of pick things up yeah let's talk about him briefly for a second yeah. since you bring him up um obviously you know cameo appearances later in games he's not getting you know uh significant minutes so far to really try to make an impression um you know particularly when the initial game plans tend to be more in place earlier in matches um when sometimes there's a little bit more structure uh but yeah i haven't seen much from him so far that really does anything for me how about you no i mean you see glimpses but i you, you haven't seen enough of him on the ball to really make a, a fair judgment honestly um we've seen you know holter has had glimpses here and there as well but i think when you're looking at larson you're expecting to see someone who can carry the ball dribble past some guys make some passes crosses whatever and we haven't really seen much of that now maybe it's because Possession's been so lopsided, you really can't do much unless it's on a counterattack. And whenever he's on the counterattack, he's probably so far back, he can't catch up with the play. By the time he catches up, turnover, and it goes the other way, right? So, I don't know. It's, it's I think, 
the way we're playing at the moment is not helping the cause, but what I've seen so far, it's nothing, nothing great. And I hope hopefully in the near future, they, they change things up. They'll have an opportunity here against Union Berlin this weekend and then and Stuttgart and uh, Bochum. But uh, yeah, it's, um, we'll see offensively where we need some help. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, look, with Zalatar in the lineup, it's going to be hard to kind of unseat him instead yeah. of one or more of those wide roles. Um, and if it, if we're playing in sort of like a, like, like I said, I think, you know, if it's a 4-3-3, like you said, or if, like I said, if it's a 4-2-3-1 to kind of start, and, and Bolter's the other person that's in one of those wide roles, I think Bolter's been playing very well yep. for the most part. And so he's yep. going to be likewise difficult to um, to replace in the, in the starting 11. So I think for the time being, it's probably likely to be um, some of those more cameo appearances for Larson unless there's, uh, you know, an injury or just some rotational concerns for um, fitness management. Yeah. And I think for, you know, Toroto, who's been struggling, I think for him at least, kind of like we saw with at least Guido Burksteller for a while, for a couple of years ago, where like if he's not scoring goals, at least put the work rate in to make that difficult choice difficult for the, for the manager that like, hey, at least he's working his socks off. Maybe hopefully something he does defensively will inspire him to finally get a goal or whatever. Who knows? Or uh, maybe be in the right place at the right time. But uh, at least he's putting the work rate in at the moment defensively, it seems like a lot of times, maybe too deep sometimes, but. He's he's putting the work in defensively. He just got to get a goal here. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. Lake up play. We need. There was a little bit in the in the beginning of the game where we looked pretty good. Uh, a lot of a lot of quick one two passing. I think on the counterattack, which what I think will work. But we just got to hit those passes. We're very inaccurate, and that's a big problem for us. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, bu- 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 Here's a quote. So going into this game, we go to play, um, obviously, Union Berlin. They're very good there. Every year since they've been in the Bundesliga, they've been trending upwards. Last year, they finished in a Europa League spot. They have a really good chance of being in the Champions League spot this year, especially if their home form can carry on to the road. But uh, they interviewed uh, Bulter before the match and uh, before the match this weekend here. And here's some of his thoughts here. Let's see if I can play here, play the video. Auf jeden Fall. Ich glaube, letztes Jahr sind sie. Ich glaube sogar Fünfter oder Sechster geworden, ich weiß gar nicht. Ähm, ja, beeindruckend, also, wie ich es gerade schon gesagt habe. Ich glaube, eine sehr unangenehme Mannschaft, ähm, gegen die es sehr schwer ist zu spielen. Ähm, ja, aber deswegen schwimmen wir jetzt Bundesliga, um uns mit den Besten zu messen. Und ähm, ja, es wird ein intensives Spiel, aber ich glaube, ja, wir haben auch Chancen, dort drei Punkte jetzt zu holen. So, basically, for those who uh, don't follow English, um Fall English, German. Um, Bolter was basically saying, you know, it's going to be an intensive game. They're expecting it to be very difficult. Obviously, Union Berlin is a strong club, but they have full confidence that they, they can get the three points in this game. And I think with the right mentality and playing a Union Berlin team who is not as good on the road as they are at home, there's an opportunity here. We got to play. I think tactically, we got to be a lot better offensively. I think defensively, we're fine, but defensively um, or offensively, we need to do a lot better, I think. But uh, Got like the optimism from Maurice Bolter. What else is he going to say, right? Or no, we're going to lose, we're going to get bombed. No, he's not going to say that. But, uh, you know, we got to have some kind of hope. Yeah, I am a little bit concerned about Berlin being able to get in behind, um, especially with, you know, like Oian being a pretty advanced presence. A lot of the times um, there is space to get in behind those. Bruner, I think, is, his default position has been a little bit deeper on the right-hand side. But, um, yeah, and obviously, once again, Schalke Americas will be watching Sibichu. I think he goes by Sibichu in the Bundesliga as opposed to PFAC. I, I yeah. think at least that's what I've yeah. been hearing on some of the highlights I've seen. Yeah. Um, but some nice highlights from, uh, from him early on too. So hopefully we get to take a look at him and, uh, or maybe hopefully not, 
hopefully we don't get to take a look at it uh, based on his uh, his form. But uh, yeah, I was interesting. Obviously, in advance of the World Cup, there's an endless conversation about you know who's going to be the number nine for the U.S. men's national team. Uh, the uh, the hashtag resurgence coming recently with Josh Sargent scoring that brace. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Yeah, uh, and Union Berlin, I mentioned earlier, they're they're good on the counterattack. They they tore Leipzig apart on the counterattack. They have you know Becker and and Jordan Sibachu. Um, who are very good. Sibachu seems to be scoring goals now. Right now, granted, it's only two, three goals, but he's putting in the back of the net. He's putting against some good teams, good placement. He's in the right place at the right, right time. Becker, he's a very good player. I mean, we thought we had headaches with Baku last week. Becker is pretty, pretty good, and we got to keep an eye on him. The counterattack is going to be the lethal part against us. We have to, you know, Chow and Yoshida. Yoshida's not really that fast, so especially Chow has got to – be mindful of this when he likes to advance forward as much as he does. Yoshida will probably draw back a little bit more, um, and we'll see what Bruner. Bruner maybe hang back as well. But Crawl uh, and, and the midfield have to be wary of it because they do like the counter and they do the one-two passes very well. Uh, both goals that they scored were on the, on the counter attack, and they come back at lightning pace. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how we do against them for sure. But again, at home they're a lot better. At home they're one of the best teams in the league, right? But on the road it's where they struggle, and this is where I think they can be had. The right game plan, if we attack from the beginning, play the defense that we have been, there's a chance. We just got to put some of these things away and hopefully freaking Simon Toroto finally get a goal here. Yeah, I don't know. And maybe I'll have to watch the Wolfsburg game back and see if there was more happening kind of on the offensive end than I thought there was despite the limited possession. But, um, yeah, probably need to see a little bit more of um, a philosophy offensively. Uh, in the next match, if we can potentially, as I said, as opposed to just kind of relying on some of these transition moments. As though, we, not that we should give that up. Obviously, we're very effective at that. Salazar, particularly when he's in the starting lineup, has the ability to uh, to set some of these things off. But um, I don't know, like something I've noticed. Like you know, for example, like we we have one of the highest percentages in the league of, of like launched balls from the goalkeeper, mm-hmm. um, and we're also one of the worst in the league at at completing those. So like our like our default build up mechanism is to kick it long and we're not being we're not even being effective at it. Like Shalov has been pretty poor at that so far. Um and so like yeah, just things like that. I don't know. I I I kind of want to see how the season develops in terms of what we try to do in possession in the final third as opposed to on the counter, and then also kind of what some of our initial um, you know, when, when the phase of play resets and we're going out of the goalkeeper. Because these are things that I, I just like in this in this particular game too against Wolfsburg, I don't think really served us particularly well. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think the lineup choice will be interesting because we'll have to play in the counterattack. We will, because we're going to give them possession. That's just good. what's going to happen. And obviously, Toroto doesn't have the pace. Bulter is decent, right? He had actually a pretty good shot early on in the game where he came from the uh, left-wing side, took a shot, and you know forced Casillas to make a save. Uh, but he's got fairly good speed. Salazar doesn't have really any speed, right? And I think maybe if we drop lots up, bring in Salazar in that middle, and bring someone else pacier, I don't know who, though. Jordan Larson, maybe give him a chance at the start see what he can do from the beginning. Um, but other than that, there's never really not many choices. I mean, CD Sane is going to be on the bench, so maybe if he's if he's ready to go, we can see what he does. But he, I don't think we can do it from the start. Uh, Molette, we still to early see what know what he's about, he's about right? I then, he could try him there and put Bulter on the left. I don't know. Um, but I think you, if you want to play a counterattacking style that Schalke, I think, are trying to do, you need some pace up there other because the accuracy of your passes are not there. And so at least try to beat some guys one-on-one and, and hopefully get someone else in the box and pass it to. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. I mean, this is also where like the, uh, like the, the Mehmet Aydin conversation comes in a little bit, I think, because 
Um, I think maybe the default opinion on him has been potentially a little bit defensively suspect at times, maybe not, not as positionally cognizant as he should be, but certainly appears to have a little bit more of a flair going forward than a lot of comparable players. Yeah. Bruner so far, I, it seems, and I'll have to look, maybe I'm not watching the game correctly, I'll have to go check the stats, but it seems it's been mostly a very defensive presence as opposed to Oweyan, who's obviously getting a lot more crosses being yeah. the focal point. Uh, in the final third to to create things. Um, and I think in the few, you know, in the few brief stretches last season where we saw Aiden and, and Oian together, despite that right back kind of being a revolving door of personnel, um, when you had two two players that could attack at the same time, that became significantly more difficult for, I think, teams to um, to defend against because a lot of times you can kind of cheat to one side of the field a little bit more, you know, to create some extra pressure. And if you if you can quickly switch play to somebody who can get forward on an overlapping run and you know play a dangerous cross, it you have to makes keeps you a little bit more honest. I think, um, like centrally positionally as a defense. And um, I don't know. So I, I'm curious if at some point we decide to give him a look. But um, I mean, obviously Bruner uh, was with Frank Kramer last year, and I think he was with him previously as well at a different club. At some point, so every like, team has their like teacher's pet who they trust 100, and they're going to play them all the time. Well, so that's what I mean. So like you know, we we've had a lot of instability at the right back position. Maybe Bruner was brought in specifically for that reason, familiar with what Frank Kramer kind of wants out of that position, and in you know, kind of an easy way to slot in. But um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, keep an eye on Iden going forward. I don't know if he's, he has any health concerns so far this season. Was he injured or anything, or was he available he's, this entire no, time? No, he's been playing with the U23s the last okay. two three weeks, so I think he's healthy enough. Um, okay. I, I think 10 minutes as well in the U23s, but yeah, I think that'd be interesting take. I mean, you, if you have Bruner who's not who plays very defensively, you put Iden on the right hand side, let him maraud up and down the pitch, trying to get uh, offensive uh, takes, and then slide Bulter off because I think last year Bulter and Olyan had a pretty good, you know, uh, chemistry going on, on that left hand side, and they could find each other going in and out. And obviously, Bulter has the freedom to go in if he wants to or, or stay wide. and um, I think having pace on the wing will help a lot. And then if you can get Oweyan up there as well, crossing gives us an opportunity, gives Tarot an opportunity or, or Salas or someone coming on the back end uh, trying to get a goal. So, yeah, we'll see. It'll be The lineups will be very, very curious. I do hope to see Sidi Sane uh, into the lineup and maybe even get, a, get an appearance to see what he can do. But, um, yeah, I mean, opportunities are pretty – or the depth at this point seems a little light. I think for us, you know, for not many options coming off the bench. I mean, obviously defensively, I think we're okay. We guys got like Flick, Cholanolu, something like that. But offensively, outside of Jordan Larson, there's really nothing much unless you're looking at the youth squad and then what kind of, you know, maybe you'll have somebody who can step up. Maybe Draxler ends his contract, comes back to Schalke. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> so, I mean, here's the uh... – I did want to ask you about Florian Flake, but real quick, since you're talking about offensive lack of offensive depth, this isn't exactly an offensive player, but it's a player that I think has had an impact on the offensive end at times. Right. Um, wasn't there? Did we did we lose Idrizi? Did we loan him out for the season? Did we sell him? He's loaned out. Okay, uh, is that definitely buzzed one. Definitely buzzed the one. Um, I think I saw something. Maybe maybe it isn't official yet, but I saw something saying we were potentially going to like you know get rid of Idrizi this season, and I just I don't know. I mean, like he's another um, guy that I feel like is potentially kind of like an interesting X factor off the bench. But I happen to have. Uh, Transfer marked up right now, and you know I think Idrisi's been on the youth team. I don't see his name anywhere going in and out. So um, I think he's with the youth team, honestly. Yeah, is he like twenty five at this point? Though he's not even like a young, like a particularly young player at this point. But yeah, okay, yeah, maybe not. And you know, like I said, like I didn't. Some of these guys, maybe they're they're not going to be you know Bundesliga level for us um, this season, which is is fine. I just I don't know. Um, it does feel like there's some guys that could potentially play a role here and there that we've kind of let move on. Where's Lee Dong Jong? 
Where's Lee Dong Jong? He's been, we got him. I know he's been injured. I don't know if he, he might still be injured. You know, that's actually, I, I just thought about that. I thought I saw some quotes saying that the, potentially the language barrier has been a little bit of an uh, difficulty too in terms of him getting on the same page in terms of what like the tactical ideas are, um, which I would be sort of surprised by because I feel like yeah, Shock is usually pretty play. good at integrating yeah. you know, players in. So that would be disappointing if that's what was kind of holding up his progress. But yeah. Yeah, it doesn't say. It says, I mean, Dries is with the team still. Um, so I, I, I imagine it's just that they haven't picked him. He's been maybe playing with the with the U twenty threes or lately. I don't know. What's good that you up to these days? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts on Flick? By the way, obviously he got subbed in uh, at the start of the second half because Tiny Lots picked up a yellow card in like the third minute. Um, which you know, like I, I kind of understand. Like you know, he had so many injury issues last season, and now he's like, I'm starting a game. You know, obviously born in Gelsenkirchen, and then he's a little bit overzealous and yes. kind of makes a bad tackle early. But yeah. And I, I said this in the live stream too that I, or the watch along that I'd rather lots of get the yellow in the third minute than a crawl or yeah, a Chow right. or Yoshida, you know, maybe not Yoshida, but um certainly Chow or 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 Crawl because that's a second yellow waiting to happen with those guys. Um the possibility is there. I think Lotza has more composure that he could resist again that red card. Uh but yeah, I thought Flick Flick was okay. Uh, I don't know if it's been his best game of the season so far. I thought the Gladbach game was pretty decent. Uh, but he, he was okay, it was good. I I, I think he brings this season, he seems more offensive-minded than he did last year. In the past, I've looked at him always as a defensive guy who's been – his tackling is very underrated. Maybe that's always the thing, right, is that I've noticed the defensive abilities he has more, and so I focus on that, and I always look at him as a defensive player. But this year, I, this year, I feel like he's been better on the offensive side in terms of passing and getting plays started. Uh, but in this game, I thought he was okay. What would you, you make a flick? Um, I thought he had – a decent performance, some mixed moments. Um, thought he covered a lot of ground though. Um, so he's a pretty willing runner, like in transition and you know, trying to cover different people as you know, as the play's developing. Um, I don't know, I'm just kind of, yeah, I don't, I, I still think I probably prefer him to lots a little bit, but I don't know if I'm just biased at this point. So I'd be curious, I mean, like, so if you had like a let's just say, like, assuming we're playing like a two man, you know, kind of defensive midfield. Um, for most of the season, do you have like a top four, like in order of who you'd want to see there? If, you know, if it's like Crow, Kraus, Flick, Lotsa. Well, I, I definitely want Kraus. I think Kraus should be a, a lock in this lineup because um, I, I think he's been the most consistent player thus far. Crawl, I still want to see what he can do, and I like what I've seen. I think the, the hustle he's provided has been there, and so I think he should be definitely starting or definitely playing a lot. Um, in terms of the midfield, I would probably go. I mean, are we including Salazar in this group? No, I'm talking about more just kind of like people that yeah. would probably play like a holding role more often or like a defensive midfield role. I would probably go flick over over Latza. And may, again, maybe it's our bias because we like we like him, but I think um, flick is good defensively and has better vision than Latza. I think not that I don't like Latza at all, but I think flick is can make the tackles when he has to defensively. When he's center back, he's he's a nightmare, right? But as a defensive midfielder, he's good and he's the good vision. He can get up on the in the field. He can take a shot every now and then. So I'd rather have you know flick over over Latza. What would your what would your top four be? Order, yeah, I mean, I also guess it depends on whether or not that Kraus thing was a one-off in this game. Because like I said, I think he was in a much more advanced position for a lot of this game than he was yeah. against Gladbach. And so that's they're kind of asking him to do different things to some extent in those different roles. But um 
I mean, assuming assuming it's like, I guess, the two-man midfield or whatever, and that's kind of what he's going to be playing, I would, yeah, I would probably still go like Crawl and, and, and Kraus first choice and likewise go for like over Lotsa. But uh, Crawl definitely has a little bit of um, challenge discipline issues. He seems slightly yeah. out of control physically in some of these, and I'm he's one of those people that I'm concerned is going to get a yellow, and not just because of like the fact that he had one already, but like sometimes it'll zoom in when he's like one on one with somebody, and he just looks like you know it could go the wrong way very quickly, and he can bowl somebody over. Like I just he reminds me of in... David Luis, oh one with the hair, but also the aggressiveness, right? Um, plays very <laughs> similar to David Luis in that regards. Uh, but yeah, no, I think he is like a, a bull in a china shop, just wants to go and break things and. He does very good. He's very aggressive. You need that in the Bundesliga, but he gets overzealous at times and makes goes over the line. He cross he toes that line very finely and he crosses it often. Uh, the referee only catches him every so often. And so, uh, yeah, if he, you know, you got to watch. If he can hold off these yellows so late in the game, that's better. But if he gets these early yellows, first half yellows, that's a killer because he has to be less aggressive. He's ineffective at that point. And then you got to bring in someone like a Flick or, or a Latza and you're wasting a substitution on that. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, Felix Sire doing a little bit of the uh, Sven Jablonskis from last week with the you know the third yeah. minute yellow card to uh, to yeah. Lotso, so that didn't that didn't help. Um, definitely changes your mindset as a player that early. You got to be a little bit more careful. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, uh, shall we talk Shvalov real quick? Yeah, Just a couple comments. First of all, did dig the all the all orange kit, even with the orange shoes, looking pretty fresh. Regardless yeah. of the goalkeeping aside, looking looking pretty slick. Um, I I don't think he looked particularly good on that disallowed Wolfsburg goal, the the the, the Arnold uh, ball that yeah, Gilavogi was offside for. Agreed. I think he should have done much better on that. Um, but outside of that, did I think make a couple big saves that he didn't have to make necessarily, um, and made a couple other ones that he should have. Like uh, uh, one of the chances late that was like directly at him. Um, uh, why is his name? Uh, it's Baku. Is it like the right back who got subbed on later? Oh, uh, Baku. Yeah, yeah. So he had a shot like late that was right in the box, kind of went right at him. But he, he made the saves that he was supposed to make in that regard. So I think, um, you know, props to him overall for obviously enduring a lot of criticism. I was critical of him last week, and I know there's a lot of that going around. And you know, it's difficult as a goalkeeper to kind of bounce back from those and be mentally strong. And he had, um, you know, a, a, a decent performance this week. So credit. I think I think goalkeepers when they come to Gelsenkirchen have to understand that you know you're playing behind recently of the likes of Manuel Neuer and Ralph Fairman. You know, two, two good fairman, yeah. <laughs> fairman, early fairman, right? Um, and so that's a lot of heavy. Sh- the, the criticism is going to be there because they're always going to be comparing to those guys. If you're a guy who's mobile, you're going to be compared to Neuer, and if you can, I mean, if you're a good shot stopper, you're going to compare to Fairman. And so it's tough for the goalie, and I get it, but you still have a job to do. And I think I made this comment in the watch along that you know, there's things that Shvolov does well, and I think that's his reaction saves and just making saves in general. Well, his, I should say, his reactions. When plays are coming towards him, he knows how to jump off the line at the right time. He meets them, um, and also the reaction saves are, are are pretty good so far. But what he does poorly is the command in the box. You mentioned that, you know, that goal in the air specifically. In the air specifically, and doesn't disrupt crosses. Has trouble you know, the mistakes he's already made, and also the bogey one absolutely is spot on. And then obviously the drop balls he's had in two of the three games thus far. This game he caught everything, which is nice. But yeah, the command of the air. And I, this game, I did see him a lot more vocal with the defense than he had been previously, which is good. I think he's learned maybe Cromer got in his head like, hey, you need to yell at the team. Let them know what you want. Don't just make one word. Because he, he, we talked about this last week. He probably just said one word to Cromer. Yeah, the mistake. Yeah. 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 So, 
Um, but yeah, he played a lot better. I think I think he had a better game, and I think Crawl had a better game, despite you know his, his uh, yellow card or red card waiting to happen. Yeah, he played better than he did the the mistakes he made against Gladbach. Yeah, and and Shvalov clearly, obviously, more of the uh, the Fairman profile than the Neuer profile. But, yes. Um, yes. Likewise, yeah. suspect in distribution and stuff. I don't know. So, I think the thing for us is like we don't really expect him to to do that, and we know that you know if we have Tarot in the lineup, we are going to play a lot of hoof balls and try to you know have him with the yeah. hold up play and taking those out of the air and bringing people into the you know into the transition moments. But um, we just yeah we just need him to be solid at the back and you know save the shots. He's supposed to save if he can have a game like this where he saves maybe a couple that he didn't necessarily have to and um you know limits the mistakes. I think we'll all be fine with it. It's just those those moments that he had, like that, that Frazel had a couple of and you know, Nubel had some of and Fairman had some of them. We're just giving away goals for no reason. We just can't have that. Um, you know, uh, I, I think I think this squad, you know, it may be good enough to stay up. Uh, you know, we'll see. But um to the extent that we have moments like like that the first couple of weeks where it's going to make it a lot harder for us to, to do that. Those are the just kind of things we can't happen. So yeah, once again, credit him for bouncing back and uh, much better performance this week. Yeah. And hopefully we'll see what we do against your union Berlin. I'm curious what the lineup is again. Uh, but yeah, it's a good opportunity here to kind of bounce back and really uh, make a bigger statement than we, we've making so far. I mean, so far we've, sh- we've showed ourselves fairly decent, look fairly competent, especially the Gladbach game, a uh, perennial top four team that we, we drew two, two. So and I fully deserve two, two at that. Uh, but you know, we'll we'll see how we do going forward, and um, yeah, uh, I'm excited to see how the next couple of weeks go. I think um, what was I saying in the? I was talking about something in the live stream. That I don't remember anymore. Um, oh, <laughs> um, Gerald Asamoa, he appeared on Double Pass on Sport Science, uh, uh on the show there, and uh, I I haven't got to watch the whole episode. I wanted to watch it, but. Uh, it's good to have him on there because they had um, uh, obviously Armin Vey, who's on there, who's been you know perennial manager in the in the Bundesliga on there, and um, Stefan Effenberg, which you know that's tennis player. But um, they're breaking down how it was this, this is right after the Gladbach game, so before this is before the game against Wolfsburg, and they're talking about how you know, how Schalke are doing right now. They're asking questions about um, how Kramer is doing and stuff like that. And Gerald Esmo was saying some interesting things, but I want to watch the whole video before I make any comments on that. But it's just something. For those who are interested, you know, look up the Doppel Pass and Gerald Asamoah. Uh, I think I think Gerald Asamoah even tweeted it out. You know, definitely give it a watch um, and and check it out because I think it's a interesting insider look to see from Gerald Asamoah's point of view. Because you know, obviously he's the team manager, he's not the coach or anything like that. Uh, to see how the mentality of the team is, I think it's a it's a good glimpse into it. You know, just especially for us, we're so far away, right? We're not there living day in day out in Germany. So um, I definitely recommend that video there. So. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about tonight before our game this weekend? Uh, no. I guess my my. Oh yeah, one thing. I guess I, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but I think I think my um my biggest takeaway so far from the first three games, maybe not as like a team perspective, but as as far as like individual player performances, I think the person I've actually been most pleasantly surprised with has actually been Bolter. And I just wanted to give him some credit because I was slightly concerned about how well he'd handle the transition from bully two to, to, to bully one, you know, like in how effective he was going to be. Um, and I think he's very much looked like he's belonged once again. Um, uh, I think his work rate's been pretty good. Um, I think he's still able to um, evade people on the dribble to some extent as he was and, you know, buy himself space to play a ball, like the kind of things that he was good at last season as well. So yeah, I just wanted to give him a shout because I think he's exceeded my expectations early into the season. 
And that's a great shot. I think his his footwork is so underrated. Uh, I, I talk about this a lot in the watch along. Like, but it's because he looks awkward doing it, right? Yeah. Because he's so gangly that like it's almost like deceptively like, like technical. Yeah. I mean, you look back at the Gladbach game and what he did to Itakura, right? You watch it live, you're like, oh, he, how do you fake Itakura? And then you watch the highlight, you're like, whoa, he nutmegged him like twice. Like, what the hell? So he's 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 got great footwork, but he doesn't look like he's great doing it. He's not Ronaldinho doing it, right? Uh, but he's getting the job done, and yeah, I, I think he's been um, ca- he's. He's transitioned to the Bundesliga level very quick. Obviously, he played Union Berlin before, um, but maybe he has a little bit of motivation against Union Berlin, right? His former team. Uh, see, uh, maybe he can get some goals against them, and will he celebrate? That'll be, that'll be the question there. But uh, yeah, Bulter, I've been surprised. I've definitely been pleased with, and and Kraus too. I wasn't sure how Kraus is going to do, and I I think through three games he's been pretty good. I think the work rate's there. Um, he has an offensive. Um, he has some contributed to offense a lot. Been in the plays in the box. So I've been pleased with him so far. Um, but yeah, those are probably the two stand up for me. And I think and Bruner. Bruner's been not necessarily he's been great or anything, but he's been consistent. We haven't had consistency in a while. And yes, three games, but I'd like what I said I saw from him defensively. He's probably Yeah, there haven't been a lot of bad moments that I've noticed from him or anything at, at the back for the most part. He's been, you know he's been targeted he's been, almost every game. Have you noticed that? They've been going down our left wing every game. Well, particularly early on, I feel like especially maybe maybe I'm wrong about that, but it seems like that's where they go early against us. But um yeah. and he's held his own. So yeah, no, yeah, like I said, yeah, yeah. there haven't usually like when, when, when the defender is quiet, that's usually a good thing as opposed yes. to an offensive player. You know what I mean? Like if you're not noticing him that much, it means because he's probably not out of position that often and he's not getting, you know, smoked and, you know, doing a decent job overall. So, yeah, um, yeah, maybe not being, you know, having the impact that we said that Oyan's having offensively, but, um, you know, playing a role nonetheless. And I think another underrated aspect of Bruner is his size because in the past we've had a lot of small right backs that have been getting pushed around with the bigger guys and Bruner's Kassara. a pretty big guy. Yeah. And uh, or even what's his uh, what's uh, the Scottish guy we just had? Um, oh, I can't think of his name. What's his name? Uh, John Joe Kenny. John Joe Kenny. He was getting pushed around a lot too because was of his he? size. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. But Bruner is a big guy, and so he he keeps guys off the ball. He's able to, to shield the ball when he's in the corner and clear it out. And so, and he like Oyan are good deep uh, throw a uh, third ball in the box. You know, they always get into the box from the side. So that's another threat we have from both Sne- sides. So. Sneaky important trait to have from somebody in the squad. There it is. That's how we end the podcast there, boy. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, next game, Unia Berlin, is on Saturday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, 8.30 Chicago land time, jack time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Try to go for another watch along. Uh, one of these days we'll go to an in-person party, uh, not only in our, our own local places, but eventually maybe together, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely going to do watch along this weekend unless uh, something happens and we don't. <laughs> uh all right jack uh where can our followers or do you have any shout outs i guess today well um oh, first oh. first well i just wanted to i wanted to double so yeah it's not gonna be a problem then we're gonna be good because my, my one shout out was you know f1 is back from summer break this weekend as you know you and i both both big f1 fans and of course it's at spa francochamp which is my favorite circuit on the calendar um so that's gonna be sunday morning you know, make sure you tune into that and uh, make sure you tune into Shock America again for more insight, like the value of long throw-ins and other such content. <laughs> um, you, can find, you can find me on the Twitter machine at JMMangan, J-M-M-A-N-G-A-N on Twitter once again. That's two in a row to start the season. Pretty Look smooth. Pretty happy Look with my performance on the handle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pretty good. Uh, you can find me at R underscore K-H-A-R-M-A-N. Uh, no shout outs. I mean, shout out to the chat. Shout out to everyone who follows us week in and week out on those watch alongs. It's always great to watch uh, watch with you guys. And so, uh, yeah, tune in for another one this weekend coming up against Union Berlin. Uh, 
But yeah, for Jack, I'm Richard, and we'll catch you uh, soon here. Go calf.